Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Thank you for inviting me to preach. If I say I am, because you're very polite, you'll go, yeah, you are what? Tired? Hungry? Thirsty? 65? I'm 65. No, but when Jesus went forward and says, I am, everybody there knew what he was saying. And I tell you when he did it. There was the Feast of Tabernacles. Thank you very much. Feast of the Tabernacles, I don't want to bore you, seven-day feast. It was reminding all the Israelites of this bad time in the wilderness where they had to wander around. Now, they wouldn't be allowed to do it today because it's a health and safety risk. They had a 75-foot pole, two of them, and on top there was huge buckets with 10 gallons of oil, and in it, this is bizarre, was the old garments of the high priests. They lit it and they carried it around. Can you imagine this in health and safety terms? <coughs> 10 gallons of boiling oil on a stick. And it illuminated all of Jerusalem, and they camped out for these seven days. And it was good, wasn't it? They were remembering how God helped them, how his light shone a light in the desert. And then they put the light out. They put them out. You know why? Because the Messiah hadn't come. And what does Jesus say? I am the light. You're just thinking he's got a torch, maybe. They knew exactly what he was saying. Because you know this word was so sacred, I am that it was used once a year, only by the high priest, and only on the Day of Atonement. So if we say, I am, all the time, but when Jesus said, I am, don't misunderstand anything, they knew what he was saying. What was he saying? He's saying, I am Yahweh. It literally means, I am who I am. And it's saying, nothing defines who God is, or what he's like, than God himself. They were completely mesmerized by this. Did they like it? No. The holy blokes of the time, the Pharisees, challenged him all the time. And he spent the rest of the chapter not saying he was the light, but going along on an apparent detour. It's not a detour, because all the chapter, all he's saying is, but I came from the Father, I came from the Father, I came from the Father. I am one with the Father. He's nailing down his complete credibility. And what did he say later on? And it, and, it, and it was satisfying the prophecy, wasn't it? Isaiah 9, 2. Those who have sh- in the shadow of a great darkness have seen a great light. He's fulfilling the prophecies here. And later on in this chapter, I won't read it all, he's talking to the Pharisees saying, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and now I'm here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Because you were unable to hear what I say, you, are, you belong to the Father, the devil. It's like going up and nutting the Archbishop of Canterbury, isn't it? <laughs> I haven't done it. I don't want to do it. You are from the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There is no truth in him. How to make friends and influence people, eh? And later on, when he says, 
Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. And they think he's barking mad, as you would do. You can't, you're not even 50. How can you have seen Abraham? And then he walks to the front and says, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was, I am. I thought that would have had a hallelujah or three. But there you go. It's Poynton Baptist Church, of course. Thank you, Rob. Did he do it on purpose? Yes, he did. This wasn't an accident, was it? These seven statements, you've heard one already, are all about how to understand what he's really like. He wasn't really a gate. He wasn't really a door. He wasn't really a vine. He wasn't really a slice of bread. But it was helping people understand what he was really like. And he's standing here saying, I am the light. Just after they put out the menorah, this big candelabra thingy, like a mini Olympic flame. They got this completely, if you don't. They got this completely. I am not just the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And whoever walks with me in this light has no more darkness. That's good news, isn't it? It's great news. And he's not saying he is our light. He is one of the lights. He has the light. He knows where the light is. He's saying he is the one and only light. This was blasphemy for the listeners, wasn't it? Especially the Pharisees. That's why they try to stone him. The Pharisees jump out at him and challenge him all the way through, but that allows him to nail down his credibility completely. But that's the bigger picture, isn't it? The bigger picture is he's not saying that he's just the light. He's saying... I am from God with him. I've never left him really. I go back to him. You're seeing God in me. And this is a big thing to say. And I know it's hard thing to say because we're in a very liberal society, aren't we? If you go around saying Jesus is the one true way, you sound very narrow. Yeah, you do sound very narrow. But this is what God's saying. There's no other light but mine. Is darkness or light. Heaven is full of light. Hell's full of darkness. I don't want to be in hell. I want to be in heaven. I want to be in the light. Darkness is a sad place. This is not a popular sermon, guys. I'm sorry. But I believe it's true, not because of what I believe, but because of what the Bible says. And creation was filled for this light, wasn't it? Where do we see light? At the very beginning. God created the world, and it was formless and dark and void. What did he say? Let there be light. Yes. And was there? Yes, there was light. And he saw it was good. And was it dark and void and formless? No, it had form. It was light. And then it was brilliant. Who made it dark? I did. I did. Yeah, our sin made it dark. Light is what God created. Darkness is what we brought into it. And at the end in Revelation 21 and 22, look it up, not now. God says that in this great kingdom you're coming to, there is no need for the sun or the moon or lamps. He is the light. So we've got that great inheritance. And one day, nothing else will be there, will it? But that. There we go. Now, I'm sorry about this. If you look very carefully, you will see the number four here. And I know it's a Baptist church, and it's probably against the Constitution. <laughs> but I didn't want to... 
Sorry, am I not allowed to use the word constitution? Anyway, I was going to have point three A and B, but you would have seen right through that. I am the light of the world. What does it do? Light does lots of things, doesn't it? It's burnt up my garden. Looks like a doormat. Light reveals, doesn't it? It shines a light so you can see stuff. It gives life without most organisms need light and heat. It dispels, scatters, and removes all darkness. Hallelujah. And it provides guidance. I went to see my sister. She lives in Portugal. She lives in a Portuguese house. And I went in, and she showed me the bedroom. It was very nice. Double patio doors going onto a balcony. It's lovely, you know. And I said, there's no curtains. There's no blinds. She laughs, and she says, there's a button here, and you press it. And these shutters go... You've seen them, haven't you? Even if it's on the telly, yeah. It comes all the way down, and then they just concertina right down, and you think, it's dark. It is, isn't it? Just a real box. I thought, this is nice. I like dark rooms to sleep in. Until four in the morning, when, when you're my age, you need the toilet. <laughs> Twice. But I don't need to go into all the details. I woke up, and some, you must have all had this experience at some point. Where the heck am I? <laughs> First day of the holiday. Honestly, I was, I couldn't see a thing. I mean, some people say that, and they can't see a thing. I couldn't see a thing. I'm going, where am I? Where am I? I was trying to think, where am I? I was trying to work out all the places that didn't fit this scenario. I'm in a coffin. Felt really bad. Anyway, I think I put a light on, knocked the light off, smashed the bulb. <laughs> Thought there'd be glass down there. Got out the other side, nutted the wardrobe. <laughs> You've seen it all. You're walking round like this, aren't you? Knocked a, knocked a picture off the wall. Found a door, and I thought, this is good. Ah, no, it's the door to the patio. Went over, stubbed my toe on the picture I just knocked off the wall. <laughs> Finally found the door, and of course the hall was just as dark as the bedroom. It's not nice, is it, dark? You need light, don't you? We're going to go through these quickly. Mainly because Will Dent threatened me. <laughs> Seriously, darkness conceals, doesn't it? Light reveals. Just remember that spiritual truth. <clears throat> darkness conceals, light reveals. And you know what? It helps us to see things, if you become a Christian, that were there all along. You can see God's love, God's grace, God's forgiveness, God's sacrifice, God's patience. And you can see the same thing in other people. Isn't it great? We can see creation and know who to thank for it. Light reveals those things. But Jesus brings revelation. He brings revelation, doesn't he, about who he is. He's God, that he loves you, that he died for you, that he's got a great inheritance for you. You know where you're destined for? The throne. Hallelujah, Tad. You're destined for the throne. He brings revelation, doesn't he? Revelation about lots of things. Read the Bible. What's he revealing to you today? I don't know. But I tell you what, I pray for the Holy Spirit to be able to show people today, if there's something you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, if there's something you should be doing that you should be doing, and help to know the difference. Okay. Come to the front for prayer. When anything's exposed to the light, it becomes visible. Yes, it does. By the way, that's the reason why some people see Christianity, see the truth of it, but don't accept it. Why? There's a cost. It's a cost. I'll have to stop living with Fred. I'll have to stop living with Alice. 
What about what my friends think? I can't do this job. You know what I mean. I don't know what it is for you. But a lot of people just compromise, don't they? They go and marry this non-Christian man or woman just because there was nobody else around. And sometimes, sometimes that's why people don't uh, become Christian. Sometimes it's why people just don't come to church. They don't want to go into a place where there is light. Satan's keeping him in that dark place. If that's you, come forward. And you know what? Sin illuminates us in lots of other ways. Sometimes it illuminates the bad stuff, doesn't it? If I've got a light here, God isn't looking at my sin and saying, you wretch, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Look at that. He's not like that, is he? He doesn't demand our sinlessness. He earnestly longs for it. Why? Because he knows it's bad for us. About six years ago, I went to, I had an itchy scalp. You can see with my haircut, it's a likely thing to occur. And it got itchier and itchier, lots of little lumps and bumps, and I did what all men do. I didn't go to the doctors, I looked at the internet. <laughs> Have you tried to get a doctor's appointment? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you need to be a Christian just to has for the, deal with the hassle. Um, and I looked at all the symptoms, I thought, I think I've got early skin cancer. So I went to the doctor and I told him what I've got, and he looked at me, he says, you have? <laughs> Wasn't that funny? <laughs> Anyway, they sprayed it with liquid nitrogen. Let me tell you, this is very, very, very cold. Minus 276 about. I could have done with it some nights last week, mind you, I tell you. It's <laughs> trying to sleep. But they sprayed it on my head. But seriously, aren't I glad that I got to grips with the cancer early? Late is a bad idea. It's like anything that's bad for you. God's trying to help you see it and say, you know what? We can do this together. Not going to do you any good. Just get to grips with sin earlier. So it's a wonderful gift. It's a bit like pain. Nobody likes it. But it gives you some clue something's up. Does it give life? Yes, it does. We disagreed that, haven't we? Without the sun, there isn't much light. But our, this light's indirect, isn't it? I know you don't know the sun personally. But it's very, very hot. I got physics grade nine, honestly. It's very, very, very big, and it's a very, very, very long way away. The moon is nowhere near as big and nowhere near as far, but the moon shines as well. Why? The sun's light reflects off it. Can you see the spiritual? I hope you can, because otherwise I have to tell you. It's reflected light, isn't it? Do you want to reflect God's light well? Clean the mirror. Clean the mirror. Clean the lens. We're all, we're all like that. Because <laughs> you know what? It's not, if you're, if you're not a Christian, you're not the, in the darkness. And I'm sorry about this. You are darkness. And if you are a Christian, you are light, however you feel inside today. You're not just in the light. And sometimes feeling you've stepped outside of it. It's a permanent condition you are now. You are light. Let it shine. Don't start singing it's a cue for a song, isn't it? But because, but because we're all got lenses, anything that's getting in the way between God's light shining on us and into others, we need to get to grips with. There's a consequence of my sin on all of you. Do you get that? There's a consequence of your sin and your sin on all of us. So we need to get rid of anything that stands in the way of us reflecting his light. 
It removes the darkness. Thank goodness for that. I wish I'd had a torch in my sister's bedroom. What does darkness mean? Well, in the Bible, it talks about sin. It's a metaphor for sin, spiritual blindness, death. But in our world, don't we often say, I'm in a dark place? I feel like I'm in a dark place. I know somebody is in a dark place and I want to help them. Depression, anxiety, hard life decisions, yeah, getting older, illness. You feel dark. And I think those things are very real. Do we live? Is our life easy? Mine isn't. Did God say it would be? <laughs> no, he didn't. Did he say it would be hard? He said, yeah, it probably will be. And by the way, the more you shine the light, the more you'll see how dark the world is. Thank you, Rob. He follows me to all my servants. <laughs> Ten pounds an hour apart thereof, yes. <laughs> but if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has... Yeah. So we're out of the darkness, we're in the light. Don't let Satan tell you you're in a bits of darkness. You are in the light, permanently. And you'll go to a place where there's permanent light and it won't be electric. Well, it'll feel electric, but it just won't be. Does darkness ever cast out light? No, I don't sit in the, watching the telly and say, oh, look, the darkness is creeping in on me. And how does light get rid of darkness? Very quickly. How fast is light? 186,000 miles a second. Is that pretty quick? Turn the light on, boom. That's what God's light is. It works very quickly if we start to trust in him and what he's said. But because you're all ahead of me now, you've read the last one. And I worry about this myself. I worry about offending. Um, am I too worried about offending some of my friends by not being more of the light? I think I am. And sometimes I think, you know what, they're in darkness and what my attitude might be, do I care that much about them being in darkness? I should do. And am I just turning down my light so I don't offend them? We live in a society where you can't, sorry, it's terrible, is it? You can't say anything without fear of offense. And one of them is saying, I'm a Christian. And they look at you and they go, really, I didn't think you were the sort. <laughs> And I'm thinking, what does that mean? <laughs> but actually, if they can't tell, what are we doing? Consider the lighthouse. I'm sure some of you do little else. It doesn't put on its Facebook page, shining tonight. It doesn't send out to all its Twitter followers, shining tonight, come and have a look. It just shines. And can you see it? Yes. There's only two people that can't see. They're completely blind. And those, and we all do it, we just shut our eyes and it is dark. We do it, don't we? I didn't see this. I didn't feel this. I didn't long for this. That wasn't a temptation for me. But it removes darkness and it moves it quickly. Provides guidance like I needed in my sister's bedroom. It does, doesn't it? Go walking at night without a torch and try not to fall over. <laughs> it's Jesus or permanent darkness. I'm making this very black and white. It's Jesus or permanent darkness. That's why we as people in the light need to do something. This light provides all our darkness. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your... I've only just noticed there's a screen up here with all the words I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I can... I need different glasses to see it, though, because it's too far away. <laughs> Why do we have a light for our benefit? To make us feel better, to look better, to look wiser, to look more sorted? No. But are you shining in your communities? What did God say about us? You're a holy nation. You're ambassadors, yeah? Anointed people. We are. And maybe you're the only light in your class or your common room or your factory or your family or your street. You have an opportunity, not an obligation, to shine in that place, don't you? I do, you do. And let me tell you, what this world needs is not more darkness. Watch the news. Am I the only one that gets quite depressed at some of the news? You just think, God, what's happening here? What are we going to do about it? Make a difference. So, there's not one ounce of accusing here. Is that clear? Let's read this together. Ready, read. Powerful words, aren't they? Let me tell you when I was praying for the real key thing that I thought God wanted me to bring to you from this message. Just on the I am light, because there's lots of other great ones, is, is as follows. It's that verse, really. I think Jesus is not necessarily claiming or desiring for himself anything that he's not also claiming and desiring for you. Hallelujah, Tad, again. Seriously. What are disciples? We are. What are, what are disciples? People that long to follow Jesus closely and well. What is he? He is light. This verse is making it very clear. He didn't just come to nail down his credibility as God, to say, I am the light, so they know that the, the Savior was here. He was coming to help people see that they could be light too if they have the Holy Spirit of God living in them. Do you believe your light? That's what he's saying. He's, and by the way, if you look at all these statements, metaphors, the posh word for it, isn't it? All these statements, they're all about, yeah, but I want this for you too. It says greater things than this will you do. Well, are we doing them? I don't see them. I'm not doing them. And I don't know if you can see that clearly. Five examples of, I've been in all of these places, is that clear? I often hop between them, according to pressure. I have been totally in the dark, till I became a Christian at 27, 28, yeah? I've been in the dark. I didn't think I was that bad, you don't, it doesn't look like that. Hands up, who's blinding light at the moment? Hallelujah! That's a place to be, isn't it? Life doesn't seem that easy though, does it? Or are you actually, or are we, a dimmer switch? You turn it up when you come to church on Sunday, you turn it down when you go to the cafe across the road, you turn it almost right off on Sunday, you turn it up when you go to the home group and prayer group, then you turn it down again. You turn it right off when you're at work. Sorry, I'm 
hypothetical situations. You know what I mean. You've got the dimmer switch. I've got a dimmer switch. You've got your own dimmer switch. And thank you to Will Dent for preaching three years ago on light and he used the dimmer switch analogy, which I stole from his slides. <laughs> but it's a good one, isn't it? A big boy did it and ran away. No, it's your problem, your opportunity. Have you got a dimmer switch? Or have you got a recharge? Is it like a rechargeable torch where you plug it in and it gets power and power and power and you go to a festival or a Christian conference or to church or a great prayer meeting and you're all fired up, but you never press the power button later on? Stays in there, doesn't it? This power in your battery. We have the Holy Spirit of God living in us to help us make true in our lives and the lives of others what God already accomplished on the cross. Push the power button. Claim it. Is it going to work all the time? I don't think it will. But don't just keep it rechargeable, retorched, charged all the time and not believe it's got light. You have light. Or have you got a little night light? You know what the night lights are like. I hope you don't use them if you're an adult, but my Sarah still has a little night light. It's very small. It has some little light coming out of it, just enough to take your fears away, but not enough to stop you sleeping. Yeah? It's quite convenient, isn't it? I've got just enough of God's light in my life, but it's not going to stop me being asleep all the time. You don't want to be like that, do you? I think the answer is there's no tab, I think. Okay, you don't want to be like that. But I tell you what, I've been in all those places sometimes at the same time. And I think we've got a great opportunity to step out into the light. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.